What's up, all you crazy streamers? Yes, you streamer people. I know who you are. You don't have TV. You only stream what you actually watch. Well, I got something cool for you. It's called Paramount Plus. Yes, Paramount. The Paramount. The one that's, you know, CBS, the big people. (laughs) Well, they came up with a pretty cool thing that you can stream all of their original movies and all of their original TV episodes. It's over 30,000 episodes in movies and originals. You can even stream live sports and news with limited commercial interruptions. The cool part about Paramount Plus 2 is they offer, they offer a commercial-free plan. And I don't know about you, but to not have to watch commercials would be so epic, even though I'm pitching a commercial to you right now. <laughs> but that's okay, because I'm a comedian and that's what I do. Anyways, check out the um, the notes for the show. The link is in our notes. It's the Paramount Plus link. Use it because it supports the show. If you could, please, if you're going to sign up. Or you can go to our website at um, highlyirritable.org. The website there uh, has the link connected to it as well. So check them out. It's Paramount Plus. They're very affordable. And like I said, you can watch 30,000 episodes in movies, original, live sports, and news with limited commercial interruptions. Or you can check out their commercial free plan that they have. So everybody check it out. It's in our show notes, Paramount Plus. What if it was possible to get local, fresh groceries delivered right to your front door? You could take up underwater basket weaving with all of that free time. Well, Instacart gives you unlimited grocery delivery for one low monthly fee. Way better than the other guys that nickel and dime you every time you use their app. Forget that one ingredient you needed to make your grandma's famous casserole? Instacart can deliver it to your front door in as little as one hour. You can shop multiple stores, see deals in your area to help you save money, and every item is hand-selected by shoppers based on your preferences. No more rock-hard avocados. And they'll keep your eggs safe, too. To start your 14-day free trial, follow the link in the show notes to let Instacart know that we sent you and to help support the show. Instacart. Never step foot in a grocery store again. Welcome to Highly Irritable. This is my daddy's show. Welcome to another episode of Highly Irritable. I'm your favorite host, as always, Adam Lee, followed by my lovely... Like the hottest chick on planet Earth. Oh, you're so sweet. Marissa Jane. Yes. Dude, do we have something special for them today? More than special, you guys. I know you guys have heard me talk about this like over and over again, but holy shit. <laughs> My dreams have come true because it's... you all know that I'm a percussionist in my heart and in my soul. Yeah. And how much I love fucking music and how much I love live music and rock and roll bands. And I got a fucking real rock and roller that we're interviewing today. It's finally here. Yeah. It's happening. And my favorite like part of like the intro music, you know, babe, is like the drumming part was like like during that part. Like even just listening to that is getting me so fired up to interview this man. Right. Should we just bring him on the show? Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen. 
with like the biggest heart in the world right now. And like, I, I can't even, I'm not even kidding right now. Like I have to set this up as big as it actually is. This is like fucking, this is like Muhammad Ali and George Foreman in the fucking jungle for me. You think I'm kidding? This is like the fucking Niners winning their si- their sixth Super Bowl, like when it happens. Like this is so crazy that we're doing this. Yeah. I want to bring to the center of the stage one of my friends, and I've been talking to this guy for a long time because he's a fucking absolutely awesome individual. Welcome to the stage, Mr. Devin Attard. What is up? Thank you for having me, guys. I appreciate you. Man, I you know what? I got to tell you, like I said, I'm so excited for this. This is like huge. Yeah. We've been talking about we've been talking about doing this, me and you for what, like four months now? Yes. Yes. And I've been I've been very excited about it, man. I cannot thank you you guys enough for having me on seriously and all the kind where you're hyping me up too much adam what are you doing you You know for for the listeners who haven't really paid attention to devin though i'm you know i know i do more research than the average bear in the industry but devin is up and coming in the in the industry i mean dude just today who, who um the drummer for michael jackson he shared your video Expected. Let's just say that. Yeah, like like weird. So so weird. <laughs> it, it it had to be like one of the most epic things for you. I mean, to have Sugarfoot literally share your foot your your video. I mean, damn, dude. I so like growing up, man. Like obviously, everybody grew up on MJ. Like everybody listened to Michael Jackson. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like. It was always in everybody's house. It doesn't matter if you're a metalhead or not. You, you heard Michael Jackson. So me growing up, my dad was a drummer. You know, Sugarfoot. He's got the, the pop, pop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That stuff. So, like, growing up, you know, I, like, always watched his videos and just, like, idolized him. And he, you know, I thought, I, 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 like, that would be the last person in my mind that I thought would, like, share one of my videos with, like, blast beats and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he gave you a huge shout out. Like, I mean, it's it's crazy. A lot of the Tommy Lee's been noticing you. All these other guys have been noticing you. I mean, obviously, you're you're getting more followers by the second um, on Instagram. You guys can check him out at Devin Attard. He puts up some of the best videos I've ever seen. They're crystal clear. They're, I mean, perfect timed drumming. So technical. And and you guys get a chance. You got to watch it. We're going to give you some samples today, but we're going to also interview Devin. So let's get into it, guys. So, Devin, one of the things I wanted to know, and I kind of already know the answer because I've, I've done a lot of research on you, but what would be what was your biggest influence on getting into music? So my dad, like right, right off the bat, man, like my dad had a kit. Like, he had drums around for me before I even was able to hold sticks. Like, he brought me in studios when I was a baby. Like, when I was a little kid, I'd be, like, going around with his band and and, and just, like, I would admire that. And I got my first kit when I was one and a half, the Christmas before my uh, second birthday. My birthday's on Valentine's Day. So, um, I sat right behind the kit and played a beat, and my dad was just, like, he looked right at my mom. He's like, (laughs) <laughs> and 
and right, like, like right from there, just it's just been I've been in my blood. Like it's just what I it's what's been in my mind my whole life. So like, <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and um, so you really were. That is true. Then so one at like one and a half, you sat behind your first drum set. Yeah, dude. You know, I'm gonna have to post the video because it's all over on my Facebook. Like, my parents have always reshared it. I like shared it like when I was like 13. But it was a video of me. Like, uh, I think it was like right when I turned two. And I'm playing just like a do ga do do ga. <laughs> My dad's like, do a fill, Devin. I'm like, yup, up, 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 up. <laughs> My dad's like, yeah. And he, I just go, da, 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 da. And, uh, dude, it's the cutest thing in the world. Wow. It's, it's the cutest thing in the world. So I'm going to have to find that. But, yeah, man, like, I just, I, I literally don't know. Like, I, and I, I, I have to thank my dad for that because I feel like without my dad, that wouldn't have just, like, naturally came to me. You know what I mean? Was his... Was your dad's band like pretty big? Did they travel a lot or were they signed musicians or? So my dad, like he played, um, he played for a band called Nightmare in the 80s. They did a lot of like local scene stuff, but they were like the pop and band in the scene. You know what I mean? So what? They were playing good shows and. What genre were they? Oh, hair metal. Like my dad was wearing like assless chaps. Hair oh, metal yeah. Or like. Oh yeah, the ch- chest is out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's just playing four four to two four. You know what I mean? With like a headset mic. And then after that, he played. He had uh, my brother and I, and he was like, "I want to get back into it." He got the itch. Then he uh, started a band with his friends called Killing Machine, and they just played like the Michigan area. Um, but yeah, so my my dad never like toured like around the country or like in like Europe or anything like that. But my dad played some badass shows. Like he opened for Dio. He opened for quiet riot. Wow. Riot. Like he did some cool shit, man. So he, yeah, he, he was a big inspiration coming up and he's, he still is cause he's my best friend. You know? right. Well, and I'm sure you guys have a bond that's like totally unbreakable. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I know you know this, but like in Michigan, you have two types of dads. You have, the musician dad who puts all the pressure on their kid to be a musician because of Detroit and Motown. And you have the other dad that wants their kid to be a sports athlete. Yes, exactly. So yeah. like your brother, cause I read up on this, your brother was actually the one that was like the sports guy. Yes, exactly. You're right. So, no, <laughs> <laughs> so did, okay. So like, that's interesting dynamic. So like, was <laughs> is there are you and your brother super tight or is that have they always been like Devin's the favorite because he's a musician or <laughs> oh no man see like now my dad he loves sports too that's what I mean like my dad played football when he was younger loved it but then once he graduated he wanted to be a drummer you know what I mean okay um but so with my brother my dad got to do sports shit with me my dad got to do music shit so he's like sway you know what I mean I got the best of both worlds yeah that's yeah. That was cool. Don't don't Marissa. Don't you hope that like our kids are like like that? Yeah. Marissa had a question for you about it, pertaining to like mom life and stuff because we okay. So the trip is is you have your brother, and I, I, from what I'm taking from this, and you can tell me if I'm wrong or not. But you've you had a really good home life, right? Mom and dad were always super supportive. Oh yeah. Mom did homeschooling for two boys, which this no, one knows. Just me. Oh, so your brother went to school then? I, my brother went to high, middle school and high school. 
and he did all the crazy shit. Oh, okay. I was like, fuck that. <laughs> and yeah, everything turned out solid. <laughs> That's crazy. So yeah, I could not imagine homeschooling both. I couldn't imagine homeschooling one, to be honest. So I give like your mom all the credit for that because <laughs> I'm not going to be a homeschool mom. That's wild. <laughs> it wasn't easy for her. That's for sure. I, no, like, I, I believe that. How close are you and your brother in age? Uh, so my brother is 26. I'm 21. So like, okay. Like, like a five and a half year difference. Awesome. And you guys are still fairly close. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Me, yeah, me and my brother Stevie, we're, we're, we're tight as hell. I love him with all my heart. But we're both, like, we're, we're both very productive. We, we literally have the same personalities. Like, he just does it in a different field. You know what I mean? So we do our own thing. When we see each other, we're just goofing. I love it, man. That's cool. Yeah, that's good to hear that they're still close, even though there's like a five-year gap. Because we talked about that the other day with the boys, because our two are only a year and a half apart, almost exactly. And uh, we thought, well, if we have another kid, I mean, there's going to be like a four-year gap between them and our youngest. Yeah. And we felt kind of (laughs) bad. Well, and the other thing is like, Marissa was more curious about like how your mom dealt with it with two boys. Right. Because our kids are so fucking wild, dude. Like they're out of control. And I can only imagine with one being an athlete and and then one one being a musician, musician, especially the drums, like banging on the drums all day. And then I'm sure the other one's going crazy, (laughs) you know, with the sports. (laughs) I, your mother must be a saint. My, listen, she has a lot of patience and, you know, so my, my parents got divorced when I was like four. So there was a lot of sports and stuff at my mom's cause I had my kit at my dad's. So when I would go to my dad's on the weekends, play the hell out of my drums. Oh, okay. So your mom and dad split. Yes. Okay. So, cause my, listen, my mom goes to church cooks sweet woman my dad smokes weed chills doesn't want to get off the damn couch and he wants to go play drums you know what i mean or maybe right a little and that's about it but yeah so I, I had the best of both worlds dude seriously and my mom was very patient because my brother was an asshole growing up <laughs> <laughs> and then when and then when she homeschooled me like i didn't want to be homeschooled at first i wanted to yeah you know, out with my friends and i want to do this but she did it she did it for the right reasons and i'm glad that she did because i feel like i wouldn't be where i am in my music career now because during that time of like you know hitting my freshman year i started playing shows joined you know my first band with a bunch of dudes in their 20s you know i mean my my dad and my stepmom went with me to like every show because i'm like 15 i can't get into these right shit you know what i mean so but that gave me the time. My mom homeschooling me allowed me to have the time to be able to put the work into my music career starting early. So yeah. you think that also had a major influence on why you love touring so much and being out? Oh, yeah. Big time. Without a doubt. Because I got used to being in that environment where I was, you know, with others. I got to talk with people. I got to interact. And that's something that I'm huge in stuck on now is interacting with people that's the biggest thing that i miss about you know playing shows and touring inspiring others talking to people getting to know different personalities you know what i mean so that yeah that definitely played a huge part in it without a doubt are so your devin's in the band called hollow front for those of you that don't know is hollow front have plans moving forward because there are some states that are opening up but currently 
even amidst all the COVID talk and that there's a second COVID scare coming and all this other crap. Are, are you guys in talks right now to get some tour stuff going? Yeah, man. So I can tell you this. We do have um, a few tours in the pipeline um, that are like booked. We're, they're, like, they're just basically the point that, you know, our booking agents are at and then like, you know, other bands, booking agents and managers that we're working with. It's like, we don't know because I've been seeing videos of these shows and people are just moshing like crazy. Yeah. Surfing mm. And like, you know, it's been nerve wracking because it's like, is that going to kind of just like kill the chance of tours coming back in full swing? Right. And us able to, you know, regularly do that, you know, and so that's kind of like we're waiting to announce anything for when like we know like, you know, a certain amount of the population in the U.S. is vaccinated. They're going to, like, Live Nation's going to allow this. You know what I mean? So we got we got them booked. We, well, got, and- we got them ready to go. Now it's just we need to make sure that we're in the green. You know what I mean? And that's and that's out of our hands, too. We can't. Well, yeah, it's a, right. it's a huge liability for you guys because, you know, you don't know with, with these dumbasses that want to go to these places and, and sue the band because they get sick or someone dies from COVID and... I, I can't believe these people are taking that kind of a risk right now, considering what it could what could happen. I mean, I mean, kids are kids in, in kids. Like when I say kids, I mean, like people in their 20s and shit. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. Yeah. Kids are going to they're going to rage. They've been stuck inside. They want to they want to fucking go. They don't give a shit. And yeah. A lot of like a, a big part of the population have the mindset of, oh, fuck COVID. COVID ain't real. Like. <laughs> you know, I mean, to where they're just like, we're going to do this. We don't give a shit. Yeah, it's the conspiracy theories are out of control right now. It's brought every weirdo out of the the bunch. I get text messages all the time to watch dumb videos. It, it's mind blowing oh. to me. Yeah, and I think they a lot of them are um, they go along with the mindset of like, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't care in general. No, I get the whole uh, Bill Gates, you know, the implant is in the vaccination thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh man you know it's like listen people are gonna think what they want that's the beautiful thing about the world we got so many creative minds correct creative they're coming up with some different things you know have fun if that's what's gonna keep you going and that's what gives you a purpose and passion or whatever run it you know yeah but the main thing of it is trying to keep everybody safe 100 percent to as certain as much as we can because i don't think things will necessarily be the way they were before you know like two years ago um but but you know what i mean like we're getting there and it's steps man so you know we yeah just gotta keep our fingers crossed and help you know do the good shit not the bad shit <laughs> right so you're a major advocate of smoking uh the flowers correct oh yeah so would so. you say how are you do you feel more creative when you smoke flowers? Like, do you do it during your shows? Do you do it during your studio sessions? Yes. And you feel more creative when you do it? Yeah, so for me, like, I mean, I enjoy a beer here and there, but I'm not one to get drunk. I don't fuck with any, like, drugs. I smoke, I smoke flour, but I don't do drugs. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, all, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't associate with that. So for me... Flower is, you know, if I want to, like, you know, smoke a cigarette or if I want to, you know, 
have a beer like my joint is my cigarette or beer or my way to decompress and the beautiful thing is the different strains and you know the benefits to it smoke a good sativa feel very confident Mm. thinking my body feels loose do some good stretches warm up behind the kit i feel energetic and there's nothing that's harming my body whatsoever so for me flower is a good way for me to just get in that good creative headspace really feel myself be one with my craft and don't overthink about who's looking at me what camera is pointed at me who's going to watch this who's going to talk shit about it who's going to like it no i'm just going to do what i love to do so you know what i mean so that yeah gives me a little, <laughs> no i'm so jealous of you yeah. because i dude i've tried it like and i can't because i have gnarly anxiety i mean you know you know you're in my opinion, musicians are probably the smartest people in the world. You you probably got a high IQ, right? Uh, no. And you're not going to say it, but it's true. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I am a genius. Yeah, don't you know? It's okay. I'll toot your horn for you. But I know that you musicians are incredibly intelligent. You guys are making art with music and a melody that someone can follow. But like I get like, dude. You guys have like, you know, you guys are obsessive about certain things. Musicians mostly are. They're obsessive about their music or their art or whatever it may be. I'm the same way. So is Marissa. Mm-hmm. But like we tried to smoke weed and I and I fucking go into this like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And like I can't breathe. And it's like, dude, like what happened? Because like when I was your age, when I was younger, I, I fuck. I couldn't wake up without smoking. I couldn't go to sleep without smoking. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, this like severe anxiety came along. Now I know it's like, this, dude, this shit is seriously potent nowadays. Like, it's not the same flower from when I was smoking to now. But especially the flower in Michigan is, it's it's fantastic. It's it, is it legal in in Michigan now? Yes, fully. Yep. That's crazy. And so many places are opening up too. I know California's the same way. They that's their thing is like we have the best weed in the in the country or whatever. Dude, there's as many billboards for dispensaries as there is McDonald's. Yeah, they're gonna change our state flower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. It's gonna be like the gorilla glue nug. <laughs> so I know you're so your dad was your biggest influence. Who is your favorite musician of all time? My favorite musician of all time? Yeah. So Hard question. The drummer that impacted me after my dad is The Rev, Jimmy Sullivan, Avenged Sevenfold. Um, oh, we're going to get into I, this one. <laughs> I really resonated with his playing style, his personality, because I'm very goofy and when I'm in my environment at, you know, being behind the kit at a show, you know what I'm saying? I can be myself and I can just be wacky. I can just express myself behind the kit. So I saw that in him. And I think a lot of drummers around the world idolized him and they still do. Like, I love that the younger generation even like watches his videos and you know what I mean? But yeah, the Rev played a huge part in my style, my fills, like my energy behind the kit. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. Okay, so we'll get into a clip. So this is a 39-second video or video of Devin playing the drums real quick so you guys can kind of get the style that Devin's talking about. So here we go. We're going to play that clip real quick. 
Whoops. Hang on. No, you got it. This is uh this is live record recording, guys, so that's why uh I'm allowed to make mistakes today. So hang on, here we go. Now I got the clip up. so hard i couldn't do that if i tried it's this is why i think musicians are so smart just practice you just gotta practice you know what i mean i'm telling you marissa no no give it give it five years i'm telling you five years holy crap i don't have time for that strong years (laughs) out of the water i promise you I did have a question for you about that, though. You said you've been playing, or at least you got your first drum kit at a year and a half. Yes. And you, like, immediately, like, surprised your dad. So that makes me feel like you're born with this talent. You know what I mean? I don't know if that can be learned. Like, if I picked it up, there's no way. No way. I, I'm clumsy. I'm uncoordinated. There's no way. Yeah. I'll tell you what, like... For me, you know, and I, I, I do believe that, like, m- my purpose on this earth, the reason why I'm here is to make an impact in the music industry and to impact others with a natural gift that I was given. So I was given this gift to help others and to inspire other people to find what they are passionate about and what they are naturally gifted with. Because I think we're all naturally gifted with something. You know what I mean? I, I, I never took a drum lesson. Wow. I never read a piece of sheet music. I did at church to do a floor tom Easter thing. That's the only time I ever read sheet music, which I regret not learning how to read sheet music because that'd be so badass. Just you know, go in a studio with a jazz band and be like, oh, right here. Yeah. But, you know, so I do think, like, I don't like, weirdly enough, I think this is just, like, that is my natural ability to impact others. You know what I mean? So I wanted to do good with it rather than being a selfish prick. Yeah, that's amazing. So what advice would you give to somebody who would be like me and is, like, one day just decides they want to become a drummer? Dude, like, the first thing that I would say is to not give a fuck about what anybody thinks. And it is highly okay to suck. 100%. It is highly okay to not be good at drums. It's fine. Who gives a shit what anybody thinks? It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you're doing what makes you happy. You're doing what brings you peace and comfort, knowing that you're doing something with your body that matters that brings an emotion to you that nothing else can so when it comes to learning something new something you're passionate about as long as you put the time into it 
And, and here's what I like to tell all my students, a lot of people that I meet on tours. I go by, I, I try to, because I'm only human, I'm, o- I'm only a man, so I'm not perfect, but I try to go by these three things as much as I can when it comes to what I do. And it's, I call it the three P's. And I, it's practice, patience, and persistence. Practice, all you need is practice to good at anything, to, to, to get good at anything. You know what I mean? As long as you practice, you'll get there. But the patience is what carries that practice. You know what I mean? If you are patient enough, and if you want it badly enough, you will put the practice into it. And if you're persistent, that persistence is going to carry your patience. And you being as persistent as you can and being as patient as you can with yourself is going to make you practice more. And you're not even going to think about the outside world. You're just going to dial in on what you're doing. And as long as you carry that practice, that patience, and that persistence, you're going to get far. And shit has happened within my music career that I never, I mean, I, I, I knew it was possible, but I never thought that it would happen at this point. Yeah. So. You know what I'm saying? So practice, patience, persistence. Run that shit as much as you can, and you'll make growth. You will. Well, yeah, because you've been playing since you were 14, but you just recently got with Hollow Front. How did that happen? Because you so weren't I, with them before, correct? Yeah, so I joined my first band, like, right before I turned 15. Jesus. And... You know, weirdly enough, how that happened, basically, I could never find kids my age that could, like, play with me. Because at my age, I was more technically advanced than your average 14-year-old. So I was just trying to find people to fucking jam with. I wanted to get a band really bad. I was finding metalcore music. I was like, you know, I want to do this. Um, I hit up this dude. He had guitar cabs in his profile pic. Thought he was a guitarist, but he was a vocalist for a band. Uh, I hit him up like, yo, are you looking for a band? This and that. He's like, sorry, already in a band. Have a good day. He was looking for a drummer a couple months later. Hit me up because I sent videos of me playing when I first reached out. You know what I mean? Spammed him with this long ass <laughs> videos of me playing. Nice. And then I, you know, then I met them. And that's kind of how I got introduced into the Detroit music scene. And then from there, I just... I left that band, played for another band. Left that band, played for a bigger band. Left that band, played for another band. And then just kind of like laddered my way up to where Hollow Front just snagged me from my last band. And here we are like two and a half years later. So have you played a big show yet with a rock and roll band, like a massive show before? So the biggest show that I played is like a thousand people um, with my friends in of virtue uh we were on tour with upon a burning body and uh that was a pretty great tour but the tours that hollow front has lined up is going to be unlike anything that either of us have ever experienced ever so it's going to be a whole new whole new everything so you're going to be finally <laughs> my, my first show back on stage is going to be my biggest show ever and i'm going to shit bricks at <laughs> that's so exciting <laughs> dude so like for real so okay so one of my buddies is a roadie and he gets me into a lot of shows and um like i've been on the stage so like we went she went to see rob zombie when she was pregnant with my one-year-old in phoenix in like 200 degree fucking weather (laughs) and he was opening for corn 
And we know the guys from Corn, like, you know, kind of, you know, we're like in passing, friends, blah, 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 blah. They're from Cali. But um, so before Corn went on, they said, do you guys want to go watch Rob Zombie on stage? And I was like, yeah, I mean, why not, you know? But to like sit there, and I know the seat you're going to have, but like to sit there and look out at something like that is like the biggest rush in the world. That's why I'm so jealous of rock stars because I want that feeling. Like, you know, I can't hear podcasting fans go, yeah, you guys like. Right? Yeah, that's the most irritating thing. I can't hear the outcome. I get I get a review like a fucking restaurant. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy was wonderful. He made me laugh. And the food service was hot and perfect. You guys get the. (laughs) (laughs) You guys get that like instant gratification where like the minute. And and the drummers are always the ones because they always 99% of the shows I've been to, the drummer starts the show. It's not the lead singer. It's not it's not the bassist. Sometimes it's the guitarist. But the drummer usually is the one that's doing the tempo. Right. And it's time to go. Like, Ray usually starts off most of Korn's concerts. You know what I mean? Like, he's there. He's the guy. Like Right. You come out and you like. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You bang on the drums and everybody just goes crazy. I know. And dude, I was telling Marissa too, though, because like, I know what you're about to experience here with hollow front. And like, I was tripping balls. Like the other day I said, dude, this couldn't have lined up any more perfect because you were, you were like, you were gone. The minute, the minute the country opened back up, hollow front's gone. Like they're out, they're gone. Like there's no way I get this time with you. And like you, you know, you were with them all of a sudden, boom, they're like, Hey, we're making another album, which is the first reason why we couldn't interview the first time. Cause you've been in the studio making your, your, your brand new album with hollow front. And I'm like, dude, how crazy is that? Cause they would have been touring from that minute on. I mean, it's just so wild. Like you guys are about to just blow it up. Dude, I like, I don't know, man. I am. I don't think anybody in the band like is, it hasn't hit us yet. It hasn't like the spot that we don't know that we're in. <laughs> you know right. What I'm like it's not going to hit us until we pull up to that first venue. You know what I mean? And we're like, fuck. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's, so it's a, it's a big blessing and we're grateful and we're just, we're ready. I can't imagine. Like I'm ready, dude. I keep telling her, like, I need live music. I need it. Like, I have to go to a show. I need to go backstage. I need to hang out with the musicians. They're the only people in the world that I, like, necessarily full-blown relate to where, like, you know, I have all the same issues they've had. They're smart people. I can have an intelligent conversation. They never judge people. They're not assholes. And it's like, dude, fuck, I want this to go away so bad. Like, (laughs) And then, and when you guys come to San Diego or, or L.A., dude, I'm definitely going to that show. We'll be there. You know? In L.A., Tommy will be there as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, ah, dude, this is so gnarly. Like, I can't wait for this all to open up, and I can't wait for you guys to get what you deserve. Like, it's like all this, it just went, like, and stopped. Like, you guys were boom, 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 and then stopped. And now it's like. I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Without COVID, we would not be where we are now. Well, that's somewhat true. 
And I would not be in my own personal music career. I would not be where I am now. Well, those drumming videos did a lot for you, right? It did it. It did it all. I had starting when COVID started, I had like 2000 followers. And I said, I want to make a name for myself, but I want to reach out to others in such a way to where I'm just being a hundred percent myself, whether they like it or not. Right. And you know, I said, I want to make a difference within my music career. If I can't tour, then this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to make it happen. So beginning of COVID, my goal was to hit 10,000 followers on Instagram. At the end of the year, I was at 19,000. Wow. And you're at like 27 now, right? Something like, or like 25 point whatever. But so, yeah, but like it's without, without COVID, I like the band would not be where we are because we wouldn't have released Loose Threads. Right. Which I joined Hollow Front. They were in the process of starting like to track that record. And I came in at the perfect time and we just went right in and did that shit. Um, So we wouldn't have released that. We would have been touring, like, you know, mid-level tours, playing, like, you know, 200, 300 cap rooms, um, which, you know, still would be grateful for that, but we wouldn't be where we are now playing with who we're going to be playing with now. Right. COVID didn't happen, which, I mean, COVID was, has been devastating, and it still is for a lot of families and a lot of people and for a lot of bands. They weren't necessarily able to capitalize off of that. They Correct. They weren't able to move forward, so it's been a struggle dude especially a lot of close friends of mine and a lot of close friends of the band a lot of bands had like they were making their year salary in one tour and well yeah got pulled right from under their feet and then you got the road crews too that the bands are supporting that they can't support anymore and it's like these guys are like best friends and family members yeah, you know exactly. so i was like fuck now we gotta hope that we can get a job at starbucks until shit opens back up that's so crazy like <laughs> And you, I can't even fathom that. I just, I really can't. Cause I've seen the videos of people literally going to get jobs that are like so intelligent and their careers are like just in the middle of like blossoming. But you're right though. COVID gave you guys that step up. I mean, so we're blessed. you are, do you, blessed. do you think you can convince the band maybe just to do like a virtual show for everybody? Oh, we got something coming up. Okay, because you got to let me know. You're going to have to email me on that one. Oh, we got, we got something coming up for you. I'll okay. You. Okay, so, dude, you're, I'm ready for this. Are you ready to explain the craziest thing we've, that a lot of people have ever seen and still question you and say it's not real? It's a phantom video. Yeah, so, Devin it. posted a video of him doing a drum beat at 300 beats per minute. So if you guys don't know what that means, this is what it sounds like for you to understand. So I'm going to play that for you guys. And then, Devin, you can explain it.
my God. The thing is, when you hear music at 300 beats per minute, it's normally shit. It's normally, like, just really waved out. You manage to, like, pull it into, like, where it sounded like you meant to do it. <laughs> Explain that. Like, All right, man. So, like, right off the bat, <coughs> I did not, like, plan on doing that. I didn't practice for that. I didn't, like... We were, okay, so when, whenever I go in the studio, I do content videos, I literally set everything up, stretch, you know, stretch my shit out, smoke, go in, warm up for a sec, I'm feeling hype, let's run it. So we'll run a random BPM, I'll either, you know, tell them, like, I'll click it on my sticks, and I'll, you know, tell them, or he'll give me a random one, and we were at near the end of our session, and uh, I was like, give me a random BPM. And he was at, like, 290. And I started doing the blast beats to it. And I was, I'm was i doing, uh, like, alternation blast beats. So that's where I'm, like, switching. You know what I mean? Right. And I was like, I was like, what is this? And he said, 290. I was like, just boost it 10 more BPM. And it was that BPM. And I just started doing it. He's like, he's like, let's fucking go. He's like, let's run it. We always have the cameras going and shit. So, uh, oh, bless you, Arthur. My dog just sneezed. Oof. Oh. And uh, bless you. <laughs> yeah, bless you, Arthur. Oh, you good, buddy. <laughs> you hear him sneezing? Yeah, he's having. It's allergies, man. He's got. He's got the Rona. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, promise so, it's just seasonal allergies. Was, so Paul was like, let's run it, and uh, I started playing and. It took me a couple tries because in the midst of me doing that, I would like fuck up a fill, and I whenever I fuck up something small, I'm like we're redoing it again from be so from I, the beginning. Like, get it. Yes, from the beginning like, oh. until I get it because all my videos are one like one take. You know what I mean? Like I'm the same way, cracked, like mixed, like everything, the whole nine yards. So for that did it one more time he was like just fucking push it he was like just fucking do it you got this played it and i posted on my story the like raw like tracks like 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 the a video of the computer screen like yeah raw track. and uh yeah man i fucking pulled it off nailed and it so now where people like have bitched or like they've been like, like it's fake it's because there's too much compression on the snare and what, my what does snare that mean like super tight so it like makes it sound more to me like i okay to start off i do not mix any of my videos i don't like do any of my own recording i just play drums right so i don't know shit about that field um but as far as i know is too much of something to where it like de- deadens that sound gotcha like cuts it off too soon to where each like hit didn't have enough gap to where it didn't have that like resonance to it gotcha and now my snare is tuned so tight like to a t like as tight as i can fucking get it i have that shit popping (laughs) and so when i record in the studio like that it doesn't pick up ghost notes Uh uh-huh like my goat, like everything just sounds like a fucking rim shot. Whether if I'm just going tap or if I'm like rim shotting, it sounds like there's no like, like 
You know what I'm saying? No, I know exactly what you're saying. It's, it's, it's like crystal clear. Yeah. So when I play those blast beats, each hit, like you fucking hear it because it's like, right. So yeah, man, the video turned out fucking great. And, uh, the, the mix on it, if I could change anything about it, it would be the mix to where, like, how I have it in my videos more, like, now. Um, the mix is a little bit different because, like, my studio engineer, Paul, he's getting better each and each video. Right. He's been doing this ever since. Like, his first time tracking drums was when me and him did my first drum cover together. Oh, okay. So, he's so, like, he's growing. You know yeah. What I mean? He's getting better and better. But no, dude, I'm I'm proud of the fucking video, and I think it's hilarious the shitstorm that it has caused. <laughs> <laughs> it raised a lot of awareness. But your videos continue to get better and better and better, though. Like as far as the the the, the even just the video type, like the crystal, it's crystal clear videos of you drumming, where you yeah. can almost see like the sweat coming off of your hair. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But uh. Dude. Paul does a great job, man. I'm very, I'm very proud of him. He's grown a lot since we started working together. And uh, yeah, man, it's just, it's getting better and better each video. So when you're with hollow front and you guys were recording the albums, like, cause you do, you're tracking the drums. This is all what's coming out of your mind. Correct. So these are all the beats you're feeling and hearing from the music they're playing for you. Right. Yeah. So like with hollow front, Lee does a lot of the pre-production at his studio at his house. And uh, he'll do, like, skeleton drums, like, really basic shit so he can track guitar to it. And then he'll just give it to me and be like, do whatever the fuck you want to it. But Lee Lee hones me in when he watches this. He'll laugh. Because <laughs> yeah. I love doing a lot of fills and, like, quads with my feet. And he's like, easy. Yeah. <laughs> 40%. I'm like, I got you. <laughs> But yeah, man, so I, it's a lot of, yeah, I just get the free creativity to where they just, they're like, go for it. And with this new record, especially, you know, uh, tracking drums with Carson and Grant, like I was just able to just let out all the ideas and it was just, it was a total different experience. It was so fucking cool. How long, I know like r- r- guys who write the the lyrics and stuff, you know, I know that Typically, they say it, and it's just crazy to me that they can write a song in like twenty minutes. Like, how long would it take you typically to nail like one specific track? Like, how long would it take you? We got a song done in like a half hour. Oh. How is that possible? Like, we got a song done in half. I mean, like, if I know, like, a lot of the material that we did, I did not practice. I did not. Like when I was learning patterns, so for example, there's a part in the song where it's like and then it changes. So, so many crazy patterns like that on the new records where I would take five minutes, sit with Carson and Grant in front of the, you know, work area, and I would literally look at the pattern and be like, yada, dot, da, 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 yada, dot. Like literally talk that shit over and over and over. And I know uh we have like uh footage of that that I'm gonna be posting soon, just like more behind the scenes shit from the record. Right. Um but yeah, dude, like uh, some of the songs were really fast. Some other songs probably took me like hour and a half, two hours. So, you know, because we track we track part by part. 
So it's different than me doing it at like my home, not my home studio, but the studio in Michigan that I do my content videos at where I do everything one take, one playthrough to where when you're recording an album with engineers like Carson and Grant, we did everything part by part. So I would do like the intro and then stop right before the verse to where I can let out, like I'll do like 10 takes of each section of the song with different fills, different ghost notes, different shit, whatever they want me to play up there. They're like, hey, try this. I'm their own personal little drum machine. So, so they pick your part. best part and they put yep, that exactly. into the song for the for the album. Exactly. What a exactly. fucking trip. That's so interesting. That's so crazy so, that they're able to I do that. Feel it to where I would, you know, I would play that beginning section, but then I play the rest of the song. I would just because I just feel it. So I'll just play the rest of the song. They're like, dude, that was fucking amazing. They'll save it. They're like, let's just go through each part. You know, now, so we have the best takes. So they do that in the studio. Yeah. But my question is, like, do you genuinely think that every song you're going to play on tour is exactly the same? Or do you do you see your like, do you see musicians sort of changing certain parts during tours? Because it can't ever be the same as what you did in the studio. That's the thing about music is it it changes like every time. Part. Right. Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. Live. Fuck it. We put on a show. I put on a show. I will, in a part where a song where there's just like, I'll do a. Exactly. Like, and then it flows right in or right before a breakdown. If there's silence before a breakdown, I'll come in with a gnarly fucking fill. Like, like right into it rather than us just on the record going. You know what I mean? Like, right. Where you put, like, you bring them that moment of, like, euphoria. They're like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, no, well, the, listen to the songs. And, that's why I asked you that question because there was um, Howard Stern, in, when he interviewed Metallica last time, Lars was talking about, um, I think it was For Whom the Bell Tolls. Every time they play that song, he said there's never been one time he's played it the exact same. So for the past like 30, 40 years they've been touring, he's played that song differently every time. Yep. Dude, that's insane. So it's like it's you guys can't possibly play the same thing every single time, every single show. That's why everything is so unique, right? You know, there are drummers that do though. There's drummers that play part for part the same thing, same hits, no extra fills. Like they just do what's on the record, which that's, that's good. Like, that's awesome. You're playing mm -hmm. the part, you're giving the fans what they want. But I do think it's very important to give them what they came for to, you know what I mean? They want a show, put on a fucking show. Especially right. When you're a performer and you're capable of putting on a show, do it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I love that shit. I thrive off it. That's so cool. Well, here we're going to play one more clip. Um, I know we're both, I know you're running out of time. We don't, and, and I'm appreciative you even gave me this time today, but I want to play this one more clip. Um, and then we'll start to wrap it up. Okay. So let's, let's do this. Next one is the, uh, this is a 43 second clip. And this is my favorite drum clip that I picked out of your clips. Okay. This is the All most right. insane drum video. And this is when I talk about technicality as a drummer, I know a lot of my fans don't really know about the whole technical side of drumming. They don't study it like I do, but I will tell you, Devin is one of the most technical drummers I've ever seen. 
This is this clip. This clip proves it. Here we go. That's so crazy. Thank you, man. I most you. most people don't understand the technic- technicality behind that because of the way you transition from each fill. So they don't understand why that's so technical. For sure. For but sure. guys, for him to be able to control his symbol work in between each fill, there was three or four sections to that drum, that drum video. And each section he tied in to make it to a 43-second clip where it could have been a two-hour movie. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but like that's the way that I see it because it's like the part of the drumming where he's taking you, okay, here's the high part, the low, the high, and then the even, and then the back to high, and then finish. Like It's so crazy to me. I don't know. I'm a psycho. I couldn't do it. I'll she, go back so, to that. I couldn't yeah, do it. Marissa doesn't think that – she thinks that you're – and I actually kind of agree because I think you're you're – born a musician just like you're born like i'm was born a comedian i was born a funny guy and she thinks that do you think you could train her to be as good as you are in any period of time if you had endless amounts of time well he said the three p's he said if i worked hard enough and i gave myself five years i could maybe you know kind of brush (laughs) (laughs) my answer is no I could go on for 10 years. I would never be as good. I think if I dropped everything and I was like, all right, Marissa, here's what we're going to do for the next five years. We're going to incorporate these three people. We're going to drill them into your skull. Yeah. Oh, my God. I could bring you up and then you would just be a fucking monster. Should be like you'd be like the whiplash teacher. You'd have to make her cry a couple times. No, I don't think he understands. <laughs> now, am I rushing or am I dragging? Yeah. <laughs> no, let me clarify. Before we started here, I I have my phone up on a stand for the Zoom call. Um, I wandered around the room looking for my cell phone. So <laughs> I just want to throw it out there. I mean, maybe my hands could be able to move that fast at one point. But I just don't think my mind <laughs> would right. be able to catch up. <laughs> Yeah, she's the most controlled scatterbrain you'll ever meet in your life. Awesome. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. But so applaud to you. Like seriously, like hands down, like I, I couldn't. I like Yeah. Those kinds of people it's crazy to me. Okay, so cheesy question. I'm gonna get this one out of the way. What's your favorite movie? Mm, my favorite movie. Are you even a movie person? I love movies. He has to be. He's a musician. I love, yes, I love movies. 100%. Now, are we talking comedy? Are we talking horror? Give me... Okay, so I like that you said that because I'm the same way and I, I don't have like a... I can't name it. But if... I'll give you mine, but go over like a full spectrum. Just like name something that's the closest. I can do that. Like Step Brothers. Okay. Step okay. Brothers. 
Step Brothers. I love that movie so much. Another one is Grandma's Boy. Oh, that oh my good. God. And not that many people know about it. It's right? so good. I know. I, uh, kicking it old school. Right. That's uh, that's one of my favorites. And then now like horror aspect. Her, uh, Hereditary is a, like a, I really like it's a newer one. Which one's that? I haven't seen that. I haven't either. Ooh, you guys need to have you need to have a little movie night. You guys so, need to watch Hereditary. What's the basis of Hereditary? So basically, uh, there is this this family, and it's just like a chain of like these just like demon like the grandma. It was like a fucking demon queen that everyone worshipped, but the family didn't know. And then like the mom was one, and then the daughter like died, and then it was left to the son. He so goes through all this paranormal shit and like, uh, dude, like it's it kind of it really fucks you up because like his mom says some really fucked up shit to him. <laughs> it, 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 it's too hard. Like, like you yeah, imagine say that to your kid or hearing your mom say that to you. Right. There's some like really gruesome shit in it that I'm just like I like the gory stuff. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, dude, I'm telling you, it's just like paranormal very like demony but it's just like the filming on it like the way everything's shot it's chilling it's that's crazy so that's deep. right up our alley for real yeah, and you said it was a newer movie yes it came out like 2018 i'm pretty sure oh we're for sure gonna have to watch it yeah we'll look that up so mine is back to the future that's my you've oh wow <gasps> what You've never I've seen. I've never seen a lot of classics. You guys are gonna kill me. I, I have not seen a lot of. Cl- Na- keep going. Name some. Oh, you're well, so old, babe. He just called that a classic. It is a classic, <laughs> though. I mean, <laughs> that is a classic. Like it was out of the theaters when I went and saw it. The one that was in the theaters was number three, but number one had been out like way before I was born. So, sure. but um, so Back to the Future is my number. Like I have to say, like overall spectrum, that would be one of my most favorite movies of all time and then when yeah. you come to horror films i have to say dude paranormal activity was the one that got me the most okay paranormal activities are good are and halloween good. not my favorite but they're good no they're lame as shit what do you mean oh, paranormal activity sucks right she called you out you you <laughs> just said you liked paranormal activity like the first one like not too long ago um no no, I think they're cheesy as hell. There's one that I do like, and they're so, like, ass-backwards on their time frame, and I think that's what bugs me. It's kind of like the Star Wars movies, how, like, they're all kind of, like, out of, um, you know what I mean, the timeline. Uh, that one, though, where the, the cleaning lady is there, and she, like, gets dragged down the stairs. I like that one, like, where the in the kitchen scene where all the, the stuff comes flying open. Right. That one I like. The, the first one, though, like, you know, I don't know. It's just cheesy for me. What was your favorite? I think my favorite is the second one. The second one? The second one was really, really good. That was a pretty good one. I, I don't... You're wanna, like, you're making me want to watch that tonight with my girl. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to watch Paranormal Activity, too. Yeah, that, that So that... Okay, so you mentioned your girl. That was my last... So this is my last segment of the interview. Okay. Is... So, okay, you are in a relationship. We all know that. Yes. Now, previously before, how do you balance your tour life and your home life? Because, like... And the reason why I'm asking this question is because to me, it would make me seem like you guys go out on tour. It's a blast, but then you get sick of it after about six months and it's just work and you want to come home. 
And then when you come home, you're like, fuck, I just want to get it back out on tour. Like, <laughs> like, how do you balance it? Like, I mean, do you have, are you spiritual? Do you meditate? Do you have therapists? How do you do it? For me, dude, like, so a big thing for me is just communication, you know, making sure that both ends of the party are at ease, you know what I mean? And, you know, for what we do, it's not easy. It's not easy for our, you know, our partners. It's not easy for us. But at the end of the, at the end of the day, it's, it's our passion. This is my, this is my purpose on earth. So I can't, if I can't live my purpose, then, then, then you know what I mean? Then yeah. What I have to offer. hundred percent. That's so that drives it. And then just like I said, a matter of, of communication, you know, and when you're on the road for a, a while, like. You know, I'm telling you the amount of time because we're going to be on the road for seven and a half weeks and then we have um, some stuff out of the U.S. and then we have another seven and a half after that. So, like, we're going to be gone a lot. And, yeah, you know, for me, how I've just done it before is just, you know, take it day by day. You know what I'm saying? You have you, you have your nice little talks. You do your work. You get, then at the end of the day, you come to each other and you get to share those beautiful moments. Yeah. How, how long have you guys been together? Oh, dude, we just like we just started dating. But it's good. <laughs> we just we just started dating. Dude, what is wrong with Jackson? He's very mad. Why is he trying to get in the interview? Um, <laughs> <laughs> one second, guys, hold on. Jackson, yeah, our dog. This is, so, but this is a new relationship that I'm in now. She's she's beautiful. She's fantastic. Yeah, is this the one? Yes, you think? Yes, sir. Oh, yes, without a doubt. She's cool as fuck. She's. Smoke, smokes flower, smokes hella flower. Right. Style. She loves metal. You know what I'm saying? Super she's supportive. Super, super supportive and down to earth. That's, that's what you need, man. Like, that's, that, that's the biggest thing. It's like, she wants to see me do what I'm passionate about more than anything else. You know what I mean? And same with her. Like, I want to see her thrive. You know what I mean? So yep. We fucking boost each other up. We hype each other up. You know what I mean? Dude, cool. let me tell you something. You and I are a lot alike in that aspect because there's a lot of like relationships are hard enough as it is. So if you don't have someone that you can be, that can be respectful of your dream, yeah, then it's never going to work anyways. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like, exactly. and the other thing that I have to work on all the time, dude, is like, cause, um, I, I have this issue where I like to tell people my ideas, like, especially Marissa and dude, like, I know you know how this feels because I have ideas like I can't sleep. I have insomnia. So like I'm up all night thinking about shit to do for the show or or comedy stuff, you know, or like, a you know, a book to write or a movie to produce or a fucking TV show I want to write. And like I'll pitch the idea to her and she'll look at me like, what the fuck? And I have to like (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to like understand like she's not going to see your vision of humor, you know, like. I'm not inside of your brain, but he, yeah. this this guy works overtime. Let me tell you, I wake up in the middle of the night to him talking in his sleep. <laughs> he is podcasting in his sleep and then he's laughing like he'll laugh in his sleep. And I'm like, are you doing like a comedy show right now? <laughs> no, I, I literally I had like two nights before this. I had dreams about this interview. And I had a dream that I couldn't ask you a question. I was just sitting here going like this. Like I literally couldn't do anything. And I like it actually happened. Right. And I almost thought like, dude, I need to go see my therapist and make sure this isn't going to be a problem, dude. Like, 
fucking crazy, man. That's funny. Dude, oh, you got a you got anybody you want to plug? You got anything you any plugs you want to throw out there? Oh, dude, I mean, to start off, my uh my my endorsements, uh, SJC Drums, Peisty Cymbals, uh 64 Audio, uh Vratum Drum Shoes, K-Breaks, they're all very good to me and uh, they all take care of me. I have some very exciting stuff coming up with SJC. I'm announcing a new endorsement on the 9th. Um, which is a dream come true, which I'm very excited to tell everybody. Um, you know what I'm saying? I got to shout out my homie Austin Archie from Lorna Shore. Should try to get him on the show, man. He's a homie. Is he? He's a drummer. Beast of a drummer. I want to interview every musician. If I could change the name of the show just to like interview the musician or the the musician's corner, I would do that. But I came up with highly irritable and it was so catchy that I I was like, fuck, I got to keep the name because nobody has it, dude. I Google searched it. Nobody had it. Can you believe that? No, I can because you're your own mind and you came up with that idea that nobody else did because you are your creative mind. You know Thank I mean? you, no sir. I, they they don't because I'm fucking weird, dude. Hey, but, I am too, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, though, we didn't do really anything in a like highly irritable fashion, though. We didn't like pick your brain about what makes you irritated. Like, is there anything that irritates you about being a musician? Uh, yeah, when people talk shit about you when they can't, like... Do what you do. It's no, that's, that's irritating. If people want to judge you, get behind a kit and judge me. Right? And that's a common that's thing. That's irritating. <laughs> Why do you think that's such a common thing, even nowadays, with all... with like, And it's only the metal the metalcore guys. Like, they're the only ones that bag on each other and shit down each other's throats. Like, why wouldn't you think you'd want to lift up your community... To make everybody have a big plate to eat off of, right? Insecurities, jealousy, you know what I'm saying? They're envious. And so, you know, when dudes in their late 20s see a young buck getting the heat, you know what I'm saying? Getting the shot or whatever, Mm -hmm. I mean, like, pisses them off. Right. It is sad that they have the attitude that they do. I don't let it phase me because, you know, I I wish them well. I don't wish bad upon anybody, even that I've had people tell me to go get hit by a car. (laughs) Yeah. So like, I don't wish bad on anybody. I want everybody to find the peace within themselves so they can live a happy life and they can do what they love and find joy in whatever it is that they find joy in. But yeah, man, people are just very jealous and it's, it sucks. And that is pretty wild. But the older guys though, they seem to really pick you up, like which is funny because a lot of the older guys that were like the they were doing the putting down back in the day, like yeah. like Tommy Lee gives you a, a Tommy Lee comments on your video says you're badass. This this dude's never fucking stopping. You know, like you better pay attention now. But it's like you know, twenty five years ago they were saying like how much they hated these other bands, and they still have quarrels with all these other bands. Yeah, that's the funny yeah. part. It's weird. I, I I don't know. I, I do attract the old. There's quite a few old school drummers that have hit me up, and I think it's just because like that's part of my dad. My dad, you know, raised me with you know having that form, the showmanship. You yep. Because I, mean? I think a lot of like drummers from back in the day, they see that. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? So they're like, "Fuck yeah!" Well, so they I, can. 
they spot your technicality. You know, musicians nowadays don't have a lot of technicality. They don't really pay attention to shit. They just put it on whatever and say, that guy is going to fix it for me and I don't need to really worry about it. That's why live music separates douchey music from fucking good music. That's why I like to go to live shows. Yeah, man. (laughs) It's so true. It's true. It's very true. Way to bring it back to highly irritable, babe. I'm proud of you. I just, you know. I like to know what irritates people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we take it and make it positive even stuff. Going, even when you forget sometimes. Yeah, man. Well, hey, yeah. dude, listen. For real, you are a bright, shining light. And I am so, so, so thankful from the bottom of my heart, bro, that you gave me this time out of your busy schedule to sit here and shoot the shit with you. And and like always, I sat here and talked to you like you were one of the family members, and uh, I really appreciate you with all my heart, and I look forward to seeing you explode to the moon, man. Fuck. I hope you become bigger than what they're saying you're going to become, because I I just, you know, I've been there from the beginning, man, and I enjoy watching you, and, and uh, if you ever need anything, you, you know where to find me, so you can hit me up, but we got to run this back again once you get back on tour. I, I want first off thank you thank you for taking the time to chat with me not only just shoot the shit but to get to know me and I can get to know you too and um, you know I don't consider myself by any means as something like out of the ordinary or like somebody who's above other like i'm literally just a 21 year old kid from the metro detroit area of michigan and i love to play drums yep and i love to inspire others and i'm gonna do everything in my power to achieve my goals to the fullest of its extent until i'm happy so dude like you taking the time you you both taking the time to talk to me means the world to me and i cannot thank you guys enough Thank you, brother. For I'm real. Looking forward to doing this again, especially if we could do one on the road together. You know what I'm saying? We do a podcast at a show before you know a set or whatever, man. Whatever it may be, I'm looking forward to chatting with you guys again. Hell yes, hell yes, and I can't wait till my kids get older so they can like meet you personally and like see you know because they already like music, so they like headbang to Slipknot and shit. Yeah. And I know like Slipknot was one of your bands that you love to listen to, so. Like, I can't wait until they get all that. It's, you know, you know, they, it, you inspired us, dude. Go whenever, and uh, they'll be getting sticks, and they'll get shirts, and they'll get <laughs> sign skins, and what, whatever the fuck they want to. We'll make it a <laughs> Right on, man. Well, hey, listen, um, we'll chat with you again, my friend. Sounds good to me, man. Sounds I don't, plan. we don't say goodbye. We say until we see each other again. Fair enough. Yeah. Until again, my friend. All right, brother. Well, I'll talk to you soon then, man. Sounds good, you guys. Thank you both so much. Thanks again, Devin. (laughs) Later. Hey, guys. This is Adam and Marissa here. Just coming to you to talk about a way you could probably help the show out with just seriously clicking a link. Right, How easy is that? I know. It's called affiliates. And basically, we have a bunch of companies that are affiliates with the show. And all you got to do is click the link. And some of these affiliates are pretty cool, like NERCS. NERCS is the leading online provider for personal health care needs. Get birth control, prescription acne treatment, at-home STI testing, and more delivered to your door. 
It's affordable with or without insurance and meds ship with fast free delivery. And the reason why Marissa likes NERCs and made me get with them is because they deal with migraine medication. Yeah, you already know that I suffer from migraines and they're so helpful. Yeah, so check out NERCs. They're super rad. We also want to talk about Bill Shark. Bill Shark is a bill reduction platform. They're the negotiators. They're the lawyers. They're the tough people that go in and negotiate your bills for you. And they work on behalf of customers to save them time and money. And Bill Shark is so cool because they're backed by Mark Cuban. And Mark Cuban, well, we all know who he is, right? Of course we do. Who doesn't need a Bill Shark? Right? Get someone to cut your bills with their shiny, sharp teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Let's also talk about Purple Garden. Ooh, Purple Garden. I know the name does not even do it justice, but Purple Garden is a new psychic reading app and it's focused exclusively on live psychic readings. I mean, how cool is that? That sounds fun. Literally, all you got to do is click a link. Um, I also want to talk about Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats. Everybody knows who this is. We use Vivid Seats. You can go check out any live events, sports, concerts, whatever, theater events. They have tickets, and the tickets are are at the best prices. Which makes it super easy and affordable. Absolutely. And because you guys are the greatest fans of all time, and Marissa and I absolutely love you guys, we know that you're going to support the show no matter what. So do us a favor. It's called Affiliate Marketing once again. And you can find all these wonderful companies and their links in the show notes. Or the easier way to do it is just go to highlyirritable.org because that also has some content on it. You can check that out. Yeah, we greatly appreciate you guys. And don't forget, click that link. Love y'all. What up, everybody? Welcome back from commercial break. That was so much fun. Seriously. Like, that that was one of my favorite interviews, to be honest. I mean, well, I've only done two. <laughs> but, I mean, I just had a lot of fun. That was really cool. No, that you know what? It was my favorite just because we did have so much fun. Um, I Cooley was one of my favorites. Um, but I, I got to put it up there, there with Cooley. I know. Yeah. but. But in, as far as like having fun and getting real with someone, yeah, the guy stayed. I mean, Devin stayed with us for an hour. Right. I didn't. It did not feel like an hour. Not at all. I felt like, and we probably could have kept going. Like I still had way more questions to ask. I mean, I feel like I left a lot of questions off the table, but it is what it is. Yeah, but he said we'll interview him again, so we don't want to ask him everything the first time, anyways. You know, we got to leave some stuff for the next time. Correct. I I, I agree. I mean, and. Hopefully the lawnmower guy and the dog and all the other stuff. This, ladies and gentlemen, this is the the new age of recording things nowadays. When you do it live, it's like you never know what to expect. And especially when you're on a Zoom call and you can't like control 
the outside aspect of things because, you know, the studio can't control the fucking gardener showing up. <laughs> right. I mean, we told him, hey, between uh, this time and this time, please don't come. And well, I guess he came anyways. <laughs> he didn't. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. Dude, I'm I can't kidding. even. I was so irritated when that fucking gardener came in. I know. And poor little Jackson. Um, our son's third birthday was yesterday. Nolan. And he got little balloons and uh, they're starting to kind of deflate. So they're kind of hovering over the ground now. Mm-hmm. And my chihuahua is not having it. <laughs> so he was growling at the balloon and I'm like, stop. <laughs> do you do you feel like time is just going by way too fast nowadays? Time is a thief. And I'm not here for it. I don't like it. Um, it. Have you ever heard that saying? It's like, I don't want another baby. I just want my babies to be babies, babies again. again. I mean, I wouldn't mind another baby. But at the same time, <laughs> I, I really miss when when Cash and Nolan were, were babies. Like, I sit there and I look at the old videos and the pictures. And, you know, I text you all the time. I'm like, I'm sobbing. Yeah. Well, I go through it too, though, as a dad. I yeah. mean, I'm not the most emotional person or whatever. You know, I don't, you know, I don't cry a lot, but that's, I used to. That's one thing that'll make you cry, though, huh? That's yeah. one thing that gets you emotional. I try to take as many pictures of you and the boys as I can. Like any, any, you know, just moments. I'm like, and then I send them to you. I, you know, the the thing that I've been going through lately, even though they're, I know this is crazy, guys, but they're, you know, that even though he's, you know, Nolan's three and Cash is going to be five, I keep going through this thing with where I'm sad because I know the day that is coming where, you know, dad's not going to be the coolest guy to them. You know, moms, they're not going to say mommy anymore. Right. And I get what you're saying. It's like devastating. Like, I, I you know, parents... It's such a love hate relationship. Like it's so fucked up. There's it's so yeah. fucked up that there's so much there's so much there children are the most incredible amount of happiness followed by the most incredible amount of tragedy. Yeah, I totally Why? understand that. When they're so little at this age, they're like they almost worship us. Mm-hmm. We we are their life. We are mm-hmm. everything they know. They you know what I mean? Everything you say they believe. Right. Like it's just so there's no Google. So sweet, yes. <laughs> and then they they start going to school and they they grow and they get their friends and their own like ideas and personalities and you know, like you said, mom and dad aren't yeah. you know, the best thing ever anymore. And yeah. I'm I'm interested like how our fans who are parents, how they deal with it. I'd be really interested. If you're if you guys have any recommendations for us, like we're open to advice on how you deal with it. Email the show. Um, go to highlyirritable.org and scroll down to the bottom and email the show and tell us how you do it. We'd love to read your email. Yeah, leave us a message. I I would love to, you know, pick your guys' brain and hear your opinions on it because yeah. I find it so fascinating. Like, just children in general and just the way their minds work. It's it's already kind of starting with them. I mean, um, like when we had kids... I explained to Marissa, I was like, you know, there's going to be phases with these children because they're boys. In the beginning, they're going to be mama's boys. Mm -hmm. And then eventually they're going to say we want to be with dad all the time. Right. And that's happening right now. Mm -hmm. And so, 
you know, because one of Marissa's fears was having postpartum and, and all that stuff. And, you know, I explained to her, I don't think you're going to have it because right now they need you and yeah. you're their hero, you know? Well, and I think them being boys, I, I almost felt like, what am I going to relate to them on? Like, of course, dad's going to be their favorite. You guys are all males. I'm female, you know. Surprisingly, I feel like I turned out to be like a very good boy mom. You're an amazing boy mom. To be honest. Like You're an amazing I, wife. I love it. Thank you. An amazing host, an amazing lover. Like sex is unreal. <laughs> I'm like a tomato right now. I'm as red as can be. Um, <laughs> You're so sweet. And you're making me lose my train of thought. We just <laughs> talked about this with Devin. I am very scatterbrained and I don't even know where I was going with this. I love it. No, I, you know, um, you were we were talking about the kids and, and how they're switching oh, yes. from mom to dad. I, I thought, you know, if I had girls, you know, the Barbies and the tea parties and everything that I had growing up and that I knew. And then I, you know, had two boys and I was like, oh, you know, here comes the dirt and the Nerf guns and... Yeah. I mean, I I feel like I'm a pretty good boy mom, but yeah, I they they're definitely gravitating more towards dad, though. They're starting to. Little No No is still, you know, he comes up and he loves on me and stuff like that, but Cash for sure is all onto dad. It's Well, it's, Cash is like becoming more independent by the day because he's like even separating from me in some ways. Yeah. Like, there's moments where he literally doesn't want either one of us to talk to him. Oh, especially when he goes out and hangs out with his friends and stuff like that. And, you know, I'll come up and ask him I know, I hate that. And he's like, go away, mom. I hate that. <laughs> go away, mom. Dad, can cool. I hang out with my friends? I want to say, you know what? You, mm. like, I, <laughs> Aren't we enough for you? <laughs> don't you want to just kick it with dad? Right. What happened to just watching videos with dad and going in the backyard and stuff with dad or playing basketball? Like, you don't even want to do it. Yeah, now he wants to go out front with the other kids on, on the block and go over and play with his friends in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's crazy. I miss it. We're going to put up a poll, guys, uh, if you think we should have another child or not. So uh, stay tuned for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No, we are for real. Oh, just to get your input. And if you guys say that we have to have another kid, Marissa's going to have one. We will. We will do it. You know, if you guys put in enough effort to actually go answer our poll we will do it and then we'll video the whole entire time of the of uh the nine months of marissa carrying the baby yes and let's just you know if you could surprise us it could be a a whopping no (laughs) yeah but if it's a yes, I, that would be very funny. They're um, like, no, you people are absolutely fucking stupid and crazy, and we would not want another one of you running around this world. Right. Um, we're not going to put another child through that. Are you insane? <laughs> we see how shitty you are as parents. Yeah. They're like, you're, we're, you know, you're lucky we haven't called CPS on your asses already. <laughs> uh, yet. Yet. There's still time. <laughs> Our neighbors are looking down into our backyard like, uh, you can't even clothe yeah. your own children you already have. We yeah. don't need another naked child running around the yard. Hey, maybe get control of the little three-year-old that likes to throw shit diapers over our fence, and uh, then we'll talk about another kid, dick. <laughs> Stop. Right? <laughs> maybe get control of your klepto child that keeps trying to steal all of our gardening tools. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's too much. It's crazy. I promise. We're, we're trying the best we can. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we try to be good parents. We do. We do our best. I mean, and we give advice. I mean, 
there's no script to life. I mean, you can't script how you're going to be in your relationship and you can't script how you're going to be as a parent. Um, that's part of being ready for variable change is you can never know exactly what kind of a curveball you're going to get thrown. Correct. You can't, I love people telling you like, you know, this is how you should do this. This is how you should do that. You know what? Thanks for the advice. And I might use some of the tools you said to use, but you can't do that. You cannot tell someone this is what's going to happen. No, because everybody's different. Your children are different than other children. I mean, each person is their own individual. You you can't compare everybody yeah. all the time. Everybody's you, marching to the own beat of their drum. Right. So you do what works for you. You, you know, and as long as you guys are safe and healthy and thriving and you're happy. Happy, happy is the key and, word. And you love each other, then, I mean, fuck, that's all you really can ask for. Yeah, just get that mix correct. Make sure that happiness is number one and everything else kind of falls into place. I mean, you can only be the best you can be. Right. You can only give the most that you can give, you know. Yeah alongside loving yourself and all that stuff, you know, that's all you can do for your kids. Exactly. The the most, like the biggest gift you can give your kids is being a hundred percent present and being the best you that you can be. And you Love. just have to remember growth is not an overnight thing. It's a journey and you know, it doesn't happen overnight. So. Just, just like a relationship with someone else. Love settles all differences. Unconditional love. Unconditional love. That means no judging, no no anger, no hostility. Yes. And always be present and always be supportive. Yeah. That's all you can do. Yep. Um we we recently well, I recently, you've been on Clubhouse a little more than me, but I've been kind of um room hopping to kind of like get a feel for it and I found myself in like a self love room Mm -hmm. I feel like those are the best they are and um I I don't know like I just love the message that it sends there's a lot of like manifestations and a a lot of like manifestation coaches a lot of um self-love coaches a lot of positivity on clubhouse it's unreal there's barely any people on clubhouse that are negative Right. But, you know, they're trying to sell you something, so don't don't think they won't. But it's still the perfect world to be in because it's fake and it's wonderful and it's positive. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you need a piece of that, then if someone invites you to Clubhouse, join because it's well worth it. Oh, 100%. Um, Everybody's selling something, though. <laughs> they want you to sign up for something. Everyone's got a hell of a resume on Clubhouse. Oh. <laughs> Can we talk about yeah. that, though? I know we don't want to run it too long, but <laughs> holy crap, I was sitting here trying to write my bio and I'm like, good God, Adam was right when he said I was fucking boring. <laughs> right? Yeah. We're both like the most boring people in the world. But I don't have my like, PhD yeah. and I'm not a, um, yeah, you know. <laughs> travel the world specialist. Yes. I know every type of rock there is in Tahiti. Me, I'm like, I am a stay at home mother. I am. <laughs> I don't have my degree. I did not attend college, but right. you know, yeah, I don't know, but I just love all like the, the self-help stuff that yeah. I've been seeing and I, I just love it. Like the message that they send, um, 
I don't know. I just think it's all good stuff. They give really good support. They really do. So, yeah, if you want to meet groups of people who are super supportive and just want to see everybody do good, I mean, those groups are amazing. Yeah, there's no hating there for sure. Yeah, and we started a room. We did. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, you know what? Why not? So on Fridays at 7 p.m., Marissa and I are doing Chapel of Love. Yes. Which, if you guys don't know what that is, um, the Chapel of Love reference is from Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. when they find out they got married at the Chapel of Love. Right. Only fitting because you just told Devin that that was your favorite movie. Correct. <laughs> so we are going to be doing a mashup popcorn style on relationship advice, parenting advice, and overall just how to love. Yes, which I love because we could sit here all day and just talk about relationships and marriage and, you know, just shoot the yep. shit with each other. But Yeah, I mean, just like how you said that you could have made a podcast just about live music and stuff. Mm -hmm. Totally, I could sit here all day long and talk about our relationship and other people's relationships. So I'm so happy that we're moving that over there. So it'll be fun. And hopefully we get a ton of followers and everybody joins us and we can listen to all the cool tips that people have about relationship advice and all that stuff and you know, it'll be like a date night for us. It with will be other people. I, I'm looking forward. Like, hopefully someone will give me a tip on like how to cheat on your wife without getting caught. Oh, stop. <laughs> I just had to explain to him why Snapchat was good for cheating. I mean, that's so sad. Yeah, dude. What's that all about? <laughs> Vanishing text messages Yes, in the vanish mode on Instagram and Facebook. Like he I don't know. He doesn't know about this stuff. But He's that's like, why I'm great because I'm totally transparent and there's I hide nothing. Yeah. If I have eaten nothing and when I say I don't hide anything, guys, I mean like I told her the deepest, darkest secrets that I've told nobody. That I didn't want to know. There's nothing that <laughs> would surprise her where she's like, what? Right. No. Uh-uh. After the, the blow off a of stripper's ass, that that was like the tea. That was like the, the highlight. It, um, yeah, strip. I'm glad. I, I thought you said hooker, but no, it was a stripper. No, it was a stripper. I corrected myself this yeah. time. There were no hookers involved. Yep. Lollipop dances. <laughs> Nothing illegal. Yeah. No. <laughs> well no, before but, me. Uh, yes. But tune in. And um, on that note, I think I'm going to um, I'm gonna talk about this and then go into final thoughts. What do you think? Yeah. Sounds great. So, hey, guys. Listen, we need your help. Number one, we need you to to leave reviews and to rate the show on Apple iTunes. Let me say that again. Reviews and ratings on Apple iTunes. We need your help to boost the ratings on the show. Um, You guys have done a fantastic job thus far. Like this podcast is going places I never thought it really would. Um, and I'm fucking so amazed because I never thought that this is where we'd be. Um, and I'm so thankful for you guys. You guys are fucking amazing. The best fans in the fucking world. Yes. And we honestly love hearing from you guys. So we will read every review to be honest. Yes. We, we love hearing it. Yes. And even the negative ones, like if you guys don't like the show, leave a review. I want to know. Yeah, we want to know what we can improve on. Or like Adam said, you can even um, email or message us off At, the website. Yeah. Um, yeah. Highlyirritable.org. All, all um, you know, positivity, um, criticism, anything you have for us. Or even if you just want to message us and say, hey, like I honestly related to you guys on the show. Like we love it. So never be afraid to reach out to us. 
please. And on that note, I'm going to hit my final thoughts. Go right ahead. I'm going to keep this short and sweet, fam. Here it is. I have been trying so hard to interview Devin Attard. Today was one of those days where I actually had to look at myself and and say, good job, Adam. And I don't do that very often. I don't do it enough. I don't tell myself, good job. And you need to do that for yourself. You are your own worst critic. I am my own worst critic. Everything has to be perfect from the noise, the time, the tick, the whatever. I want it to be perfect, and I try my hardest to make it perfect. I spend hours editing these podcasts. But what I learned today was I didn't do this in a perfect way by any means necessary. I text this guy over and over and over again. I was persistent to get to my destination. And that was to just interview Devin Attard. And we did it. We did it. We gave you guys something that is golden. I know it's good because we kept him on for an hour and eight minutes. That's hard to keep someone talking for an hour and eight minutes. With no alcohol, no acid, no cocaine. We were all straight up. And we talked for an hour and eight minutes. I'm proud of myself today. And you know what? I hope all of you can sit there and tell yourselves every now and then, I'm proud of myself today. Be proud. And be persistent. Chase your dreams. Manifest them. Manifest that it's going to happen. And it will. And just remember, if you see me walking down the street, you can't miss me. I'm one of the ugliest people that exist. You just make sure that you come up and you look me dead in the eye. And you look at me and you just say, hey, Adam, I love you, man. I really do. I love you, man. Keep looking me in the eye while you're saying it, though, because I want to see it. I love you, man. And then I want you to say, hey, Adam, go fuck yourself. <laughs>